Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Gary O with the Get Some Podcast. I'm really excited about my guest this week, uh, Desi Banks. I thought it was timely to have him on this week because last week when I had arguably the biggest name in comedy, Kevin Hart, uh, the feedback was so positive, but it was also, it showed our grind, showed how Kev came on his way up and how I came up. And I thought this week, I said, man, let's get a young comic on there because we're in an age where the grind has changed. You know, when I came up, it was, you were kind of at the mercy of TV networks, execs. There was no YouTube. There was no social media. So you could be really funny, but it wasn't on you to get your material out there. Like a lot of people might have never seen you because of that, because there's a lot of comics that from, like I said, my my era from the, the late 90s, early 2000s when I was grinding open micing, I just remember some funny people that I, I don't know what happened to them. I don't know what, you know, I just never heard from them again. And back then, I mean, you had to audition to get on TV shows. Like there was Comic View, there was Def Jam, there was The Tonight Show, there was a and &E at the Improv. Younger comics today... They're going the social media route or they're doing sketches on Instagram and YouTube. And I, you know, for a long time, the veteran comics, there was a lot of backlash for the younger guys because a lot of veteran comics, like they, they're not grinding and they're getting work. They're getting paid to go on the road. And to some extent, there was, I could see some of the frustration from the, uh, the older comics because you'd have younger comics go on the road that, that wasn't ready. They didn't have a voice. They, were, they thought the sketches translated into live stand-up, which is a whole nother art form. The younger guys, they don't have a time to grow. They're growing in front of an audience. And I just thought having Desi on, I could get his side of the story this week to see how he came about becoming such a social media, quote-unquote, star and a YouTube presence. Because now I think... The backlash isn't as bad because it's a grind. It's just a different type of grind. Instead of getting up, driving hours to, to sh and stay in shitty hotels and shitty little towns at shitty little one-night comedy clubs, now the grind is getting up, getting your boys together, brainstorming, and coming up with these sketches. And some of them are so simple. And Desi's so smart with it that, um, I, and I'm a, I'm a sports fan. So Desi, a lot of it has to deal with sports. So I enjoy watching his sketches because it kind of takes me back to when I was in high school. And then it, you realize a lot hasn't changed. Like the way Desi will describe a football coach or a football team, I'm like, that's exactly how I remember high school football. Or he did one a couple weeks ago where he was, he was acting like reacting to a trainer, how trainers are and how you just want to cuss your trainer out. And I've always said this about personal training. If you don't say fuck off at least three times in an hour to your trainer, that's not a good trainer. I, <laughs> you got to be cussing your trainer out. Because if I'm not, if you train in me as a personal trainer and I'm not upset with you, you're not working me. If I leave a training session, I'm like, that was good. That was good. Yeah, it was a fun hour. That's not a good session. I know it because a lot of times, you should look at a personal trainer and be like, why am I paying you? Why did I get up? Why am I paying you for this? For this abuse that you're giving my body? And Desi, he showed that perfectly in a sketch. 
And I, I'll let him get into it. I, I don't want to take up too much time introing Desi before Desi gets on. But I thought it was an interesting dynamic that I had Kevin Hart last week. And I, I had Tiffany and D-Ray also. And I thought it'd be good to have a, a younger comic so he could tell me his grind. And he could tell me when did he realize, oh, I'm onto something here. Oh, this is, not, this is no longer fun. This is a career. This is a full-time job. So I, I'm, I'm excited about talking to him today. And he's, he's a guy I don't know that well. Uh, how I met Desi was my New Year's Eve show in Dallas I do every year. He was, I got a list. And remember a couple weeks ago, I talked to D-Ray about this, how D-Ray got upset with me about our, my New Year's Eve show and his New Year's Eve show. And we had the same formula and the comics are not that, the pool is not that big to choose from. And like I said, my New Year's Eve show, the promoter and my agency, we all sit down and they give me a list of comics and they tell me who's who. Now, I'll be very honest with you. I wasn't familiar with Desi back in, we booked my show out early. So back in like September of last year, I wasn't familiar with him. I go, now who's, who's Desi Banks? And they said, no, he's an he's a Instagram YouTube guy. He does these sketches and he's got a big following. And then I, that's when I looked him up and I go, oh, okay, can he, can he do stand-up though? And then they said, yeah, he's, he's doing all right in the clubs and everything. Because I've, I, I've had um, a couple, I'm not going to name names. I don't want this podcast to be like that. But I've had a couple less than fun experiences with, with YouTube, quote-unquote YouTube guys, uh, Instagram guys on stand-up shows that they just, they didn't deliver. And it got ugly. <laughs> there was a couple on the Shack tour. Granted, that was nine years ago that they got booed. A couple of the YouTube comics got booed, and I was like, whoa. And I had, I had to go up right after the boo, which actually made my job a lot easier because uh, it made me look like super funny when you follow a boo, if you're halfway decent. That reminds me of, um, there was a rumor a while ago, and I don't know how true it is. It makes sense that I heard um, Bernie Mac got famous on Def Jam because he was like, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. When he said that on his uh, Def Jam appearance, and it just ripped. Like he would, I don't, you guys got to look this up. There's a, I'm sure it's on YouTube, but there's a clip of Bernie Mac. And this, I remember watching it. I was thinking I was in high school or maybe I just joined the Navy. So it had to be early nineties. Bernie Mac walks on stage and immediately goes into a joke. And then he's like, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. And then he goes, kick it. And Kid Capri puts on some music. And Bernie does one of these numbers. He starts dancing and the crowd start laughing. Then he tells another joke. And he's like, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. And then he tells a joke, and then the joke hits, and he goes, kick in. And D Kid Capri puts on a song, and Bernie Mac starts dancing like this. And I kept wondering, like, did he just come up with that? Well, the rumor is, and I'm sure comics can validate it, or comedy aficionados is, the person that went before Bernie got booed, and they never aired his set on Def Jam. And Bernie had to go up after that. So the reason Bernie said, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers, is because... He was letting the audience know, I ain't scared of you. And it was just, it was just a perfect set. It, and that, I think that set, more than any other set, is what took Bernie's career to the next level. That I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Because that's how I knew him. I couldn't tell you a Bernie Mac joke word for word when I first started doing stand-up. But all you had to say was, Bernie who? The guy that went on Def Jam and said, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Kick it. I was like, oh, yeah. That guy's funny. So that, I mean, that goes back to Bernie flipped a boo into his act and basically took him to another level. 
Uh, so when they, when I, I got sidetracked a little bit, but when they asked me about Desi last year, that's how I got um that's how I got familiar with him. And then when he did my show on New Year's Eve, he was just so personable backstage and cool. And I had another uh, quote unquote YouTube Instagram guy, Ryan Davis. I had him on the year before, and he delivered. Like he was funny. He was great backstage talking, and, and Desi was the same way. Debbie killed it on stage, but it was more off stage that I liked him. And you could just tell his his whole spirit was in the right place when you was talking to him. And it's funny when you come in touch with these young guys, and they're kind of like in awe of the vets, and they sit there and just want to talk to you and soak up all the knowledge. And I, that's why I'm, I'm excited to have him on the show today. But with Desi being on the show today also, uh, I want to do my one-verse rap lyrics, uh, and I think it's timely because I think the most talked-about rapper right now is 6ix9ine, uh, getting released from prison. I didn't know how this guy could come out of the situation he came, he came out of and still be doing music and hits, and I thought he was going to be a witness protection. I thought he was going to be hiding out. I don't think I've seen a guy use the internet to his advantage more than 6ix9ine. Whether you love him or hate him, and more people hate him, love him. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a guy use the internet like he has to basically make himself a multimillionaire. He's got his ankle bracelet on now. He's using I'm a rat proudly, talking about it proudly in his music. Uh, I'm going to stay clear of my opinion on it because this is the thing. 6ix9ine is almost like it's politics. Either you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. It's like you're a LeBron fan or a Jordan fan. If you like 6ix9ine or you don't like 6ix9ine, you're not changing anybody's mind. And it could turn into a heated argument. So I am going to step back. That's not my lane. And I have no opinion, good or bad, on 6ix9ine. 6ix9ine actually... Uh, I went on the Breakfast Club years ago, and I dressed up as 6ix9ine. I had the 6ix9ine tattoo on my head. I had the tattoos everywhere. I just did it because he went on the week before me, and he had a lot of hits, and I thought it'd be funny. Almost, It was almost like I looked at it like a hip-hop SNL sketch. I said, I'm just going to dress up like 6ix9ine and see what happens. I didn't know me going in as 6ix9ine the week after him on the Breakfast Club would take off and be— it just went viral and went everywhere. So uh, with the one-verse one rap lyric— I figure I'll just, I, I've, I've heard the song Gooba. I could be saying that wrong. Uh, I think it's Gooba. I saw the video when he first got released and, and everything, but I said, I, I've never listened to the lyrics. So this is going to be my first time reading the lyrics. And my daughter wanted to be very clear. She did not send me this song. That tells you where she stands. She goes, dad, don't put that on me. So this is all my own. I just want to see, I'm going to keep my daughter out of it because she usually sends me the one verse rap lyrics. This is me looking it up because I figure it was timely with him getting out and his, I mean, the numbers are crazy on YouTube. So this is Gooba by 6ix9ine. So I tell a N-word, don't dick ride, don't blick ride. Now, before I even get into the lyrics, listen, last week I said N-word for the NBA Youngboy song and I said black guy. I had people hit me up like DM making comments going, N-word doesn't just mean black guy. It, it doesn't mean that. It means any guy. I'm like, uh, not my world. The N-word means a black guy in my world. 6ix9ine says, I tell an N-word, don't dick ride, don't blick ride. Leave it to the double thick thighs, twin sisters. Drop it down and wobble, wobble up, Miami booted up. 
She get down and gobble, gobble up because my money up. Slide, slide in the Bentley trucker, the Wraith trucker. Your bestie is a dick sucker. I big dub her. Assalamu alaikum, you big hater. You nothing but a hater, hater, clout chaser. Okay. Uh, so this is basically, this is what he said. I tell an N-word, don't dick ride, don't blick ride. I guess that means don't, don't, be, a, don't be worried about what a, another dude's doing. Don't be on his dick. Don't be like, just be yourself. Leave it to double thick thighs, twin sisters. Drop it down and wobble, wobble up. Mommy booted up. I think that means two twin sisters have big butts and they can, they can twerk. And boot it up. It might be his ankle bracelet. I don't know. She get down and gobble, gobble up because my money up. That means she's going to give you a blowjob because you have a lot of money. Slide, slide in the Bentley trucker, the Wraith trucker. I think that means you're either driving in a Bentley truck or you're getting a blowjob in a Bentley truck. Your bestie is a dick sucker. I big dub her. That means, hey, your best friend gives blowjobs. Assalamu alaikum, you big hater. You nothing but a hater, hater, clout chaser. That says he has an issue with somebody and he's calling him a hater because that somebody is clearly hating on him. Seemed pretty simple. I could be completely wrong. I don't know. But this is a over 40 white guy breaking down Gooba. Good luck. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of <laughs> comments. Like, I have no idea what that's about. Clearly, that, that whole verse was about a blowjob. Basically, is what it comes down to. It's about a blowjob, you can get a blowjob. If you got money, you can get a blowjob. And if you don't like me, I don't like you. That's really what that verse said. Oh, you don't like me? Well, you, I don't like you. And I'm going to get a blowjob by a girl that you want to get a blowjob by because I got more money than you. That's what I took out of it. All right, y'all. Let's bring on my guest. My guest this week, I'm excited. Like I said, I had him on my New Year's Eve show in Dallas last year. And this is when you know... You're getting older as a comic. So Desi comes up to me backstage. I've never met the guy in my life. And first thing he said is, oh, Gary, you my mama's favorite. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he puts me on the phone with his mom. And his mom proceeds to tell me, like, oh, I've loved you for so long. And then Desi's like, yeah, we used to watch you when I was, like, in first grade. I was like, what the fuck? How old am I? <laughs> so my guest this week is Desi Banks on the Gifts of Pike. Desi, what's up? What up, Gary? <laughs> now, where, where you at, Atlanta? Yeah, I'm at the crib in Atlanta, yeah. Did you grow up in Atlanta? Yep, East Atlanta, man. Yep, wow. born and raised. Yep, yep, yep. And I was, <laughs> I was, I was talking about, um, before you came on, I was talking about, I was excited to have you on this week because the last three weeks I had Kevin Hart, D-Ray Davis and Tiffany Haddish. You know, those are all I consider, like, I say comics, we come in, in like, frats, eras. We're all the late 90s, early 2000s era. Mm -hmm. And me and Kev and Tiff and D-Ray, we was talking about how we was grinding in the beginning, like, early stage of our career. And when we started, we were kind of at the mercy of the networks, TV execs, um... We couldn't have control as comics do nowadays, where there was there was no YouTube, there wasn't Instagram or, or Twitter or anything. The younger guys, nowadays, you guys have a lot more um, ways to build your fan base without uh, having to go through the red tape. You can build your own fan base now. And I yeah. think you, 
You, DC Young Fly, the Hudson Brothers, uh, Ryan Davis, just hilarious. I think all you guys and girls are taking complete advantage of the opportunities that you're kind of giving yourself. Now, how did you first, like, be like, you know what? I'm going to start doing sketches on YouTube. or Inst Was it Instagram or YouTube did you start out? I started on Vine back in 2012. Oh, wow. God, I yeah. forgot about Vine. Yeah. <laughs> I started back then, man. That's that's when it started for me, you know. But, like, then I wasn't really, like, taking it serious as I'm taking it right now, I would say, you know, because, you know, at first I played sports, and, like, sports was, like, my first dream when it came to, like, you know, chasing a dream and whatnot. You know, I wanted to play football. I went to college and, and played ball as well. I graduated from Georgia State University. I was a receiver. Um you know, I didn't start really tapping into it until like 2015. That's when I started on Instagram. And that's when I started like really being consistent at it. And it just, you know, I found my purpose in it. And I found out that, you know, I can make all these people laugh, you know, outside of doing, you know, the football stuff. Actually, you know, with that, I can say my gifts and talents always been with me. Um, you know, I was always the, the funny guy on the team um, growing up, you know, winning most humorous in high school and, you know, being inspired by people like, you know, yourself, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, you know, um, not knowing that I was going to be doing something like this, you know, growing up. But, you know, I always knew that I wanted to be different. I wanted to be separate. I wanted to be somebody, you know, I, I wanted to make it in something, yeah. you know, and I felt like, you know, it didn't click. It didn't click. I, I say, man, it didn't really click until maybe I start doing stand up, stand up comedy. That's when I really felt like, okay, dang, like, okay, this is really, really serious now. Being on stage with comics like like you, you know, Mike Epps, um, Bill Bellamy, D-Ray Davis, you know, guys like that. It's like, that's when it really, like, you know, it, it just, it was just like, it was amazing. All um, your mother's favorites? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For now, sure. So you're doing Vine in 2012. Yeah. And then, is Vine still around? No, nah, no, nah, it's, it's not Vine anymore. I think... The new Vine now is TikTok. TikTok, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think the new Vine is TikTok now. My friend actually introduced me to Vine because like, I didn't know what it was. You know, he's like, man, you funny, man. I think you should get on this Vine thing. You know, I'm just like, man, I, I don't know nothing about no Vine. And um, I ended up getting on there and it was crazy. Like the first video that I ever did, it went viral. It went viral. And that's when I was like, oh, okay, okay. But I, like I said, I still wasn't taking it serious because I was still into sports. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sports ended up not working out for me. And 2015 came, I graduated from college. And that's when I started taking my acting class seriously. I started getting into, you know, doing the social media, man. And like I say, I found my purpose in it. Like my, my gifts and talents that God has blessed me with. I'm touching way more people than I would have touched, you know, playing football. So that's that's how I look at it. And, you know, once God closed one door, you know, that next door be something beyond that we, is, you know, expect. I never thought... I didn't have this vision at first, you know, but I was always inspired by it. You know, I was always a fan to this day. Little Professor is my favorite movie to this day, man. That's who inspired me, like, with my character work and a lot of things that I do, you know, from the the, the comedy side. So, yeah, man, it, it's great. It's, it's, it's good. So, 2015, you, mm -hmm. like, say, okay, Vine's done. I'm going to start, you did it, start getting on Instagram serious. Mm -hmm. Now, were you doing stand-up at that point? No, when, no. When's the first time you started doing stand-up? Three years ago. I started doing stand-up in 2017. Was that always the goal? Or is that the bug hit you by doing the Instagram videos and getting all the 
you know, being funny on Instagram. He's like, I'm going to try to transfer this to the stage. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, man. It, it took me some time to get to that stage. I, I'm not going to lie. You know, um, it took for people to be like, man, you got to go to that stage. It's, it's like, what's next? You know, because I feel like, you know, with, when it comes to social media, you got to have something that that you're going to be able to at least, you know, bring some income in. That's going to, you know, be able to take you to the next level or, you know, maybe get you some respect. I feel like that that's a big thing. And, and if you want to be a, a great you know, if you want to be somebody that's on a, you know, a plateau, I feel like you have to do what the, the, the greats did. That's the only way you're going to be, you know, be respected if you want to call yourself a, a stand-up comedian. Because that's totally different, I would say, from uh, from social media. Yeah. That's now, a whole nother level. <laughs> where and when was your first time on stage? My first time on stage was at a lounge. A lounge in Atlanta? In, in, in Atlanta, in Marietta. I was hosting this comedy show. I, I remember it was like yesterday. It, I mean, it was okay. Um, you know, I was... <laughs> I, I was <laughs> it's funny because you even saying that, it's funny because with social media and Instagram, and it's, it's kind of similar to acting, you don't get the reaction right away. The, no. And so and, you... You press send, you put it out there, and then you're like, okay, then you can read comments or people repost, and you're like, okay, that was good. Yeah. Stand up, it's so immediate. You're almost like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, yeah. what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no, let me do this takeover. No, it's like, it's now, it, this is it. So you got to come with your A game. And I figured that out really, really quick. I would say, like, my first show, I'm up there. Uh, I didn't really have any jokes like that. I thought I could just come on and just try to be natural. I mean, it worked for a little bit. And then the engine started going down yeah. really, really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Did the engine start going down? <laughs> and I was like, if I'm going to do this, I got to take this serious. So I had to go steady. But, you know, I stayed consistent. Like, my first few shows wasn't what I wanted, you know. But I said I wasn't going to give up, man. I had to keep going. And, you know, the more I kept going... The more I was able to build my stories, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm still learning and growing to this day. I feel like it still takes time when it comes to stand-up, man. You know, my story's not where I want them to be right now. And, you know, I got a lot of stuff that I want to add, you know, towards it right now as well. That, that's the beauty of stand-up, though, is, you know, you said your dream was to be an athlete in the beginning. Yeah. Athletes, especially pro athletes, their lifespan is so short. It's a really—if yeah. you live to be 80 years old, your pro career— Five, six years if you're lucky. Ten if you're great. You know what I mean? Stand up. You can do it till... You can do like Don Rickles. He went till he was 90. Yeah. And just went out. It never ends. And you get... <laughs> I think you should get better with age. The longer sure. you do it, the better you get. And you get more life experience. And it's great to see... And you'll see this because you, you have a... How many kids you have? You just have one, right? I just had one, yeah. I just had yeah. my first one, yeah. Mm -hmm. See? And that's the thing is stand up your... Your stand-up grows as you grow. Yeah, Because exactly. I'm sure you're talking about, I don't know, but having a newborn, and that's going to be yeah. in your act, and the shit you're For going sure. through at home with that. And then, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to go to school, and then they're going to get to high school. And it just, it never, it never stops. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Now, I see, I was, before you came on, I was, before I was introing you, I was talking about, it's funny, like, I didn't know you were a, an athlete, a college athlete. Yeah. But now it kind of makes sense because a lot of your videos are sports related. 
Yeah. And I was cracking up at the one you just put out about the trainer. Oh, yeah. Uh, the cussing them out. Because yeah. I always this about personal trainers. Here's, here's a few things people got to look for in personal trainers. And I think you hit it on the head with your sketch. Is one, uh, you should, your trainer should be in better shape than you. That's key. For sure. And two, you should cuss your trainer out at least three times For in an sure. hour. For if, sure. If you even train a session and you're like, that was cool, that's not a good trainer. No, no <laughs> you way. Should, you should be looking at them like, why the hell am I paying you? Why exactly. am I paying for you to abuse me? And yeah. you just, you hit that so perfectly. So when you're coming up with your sketches in your head and you got your boys, because do you have the same cameraman all the time? I record every video that you see. I record majority, all of them. You know, I may Yourself. have my, yeah, I may have my friends hold the camera, or I may have my lady hold the camera. Um, but majority, I, I don't really have like a production team when it comes to, to to that. You know, to record my skits, um, I try to you know I try not to work too hard when it comes to skits. You know, um, I just yeah. try to put them out. You know, and when it comes to it, I just try to stay relatable and 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 put out stuff that I feel like I done went through, and I feel like a lot of people will connect, and they done went through as well. And I feel like if, if it's relatable to them, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. You know, that's how I look at it when it comes to, like, stand-up. If I can make these people relate, then it's, I, I should be good. I remember uh, Jeff Foxworthy said that uh, yeah. about his stand-up a long time ago. He said, man, if I think that's funny because it happened to me, yeah. I'm sure I'm not the only one that's happened to. For sure. And then he takes it to the stage. And so... You're, cut, you're just basically coming up with these sketches in your head and then you're calling your boys like, hey, let, meet me at the park For and let's sure. film this? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> or or I, might, I, I might ask them and say, hey, what's some stuff we used to do when we was a kid or what's some stuff you done went through that I can relate to, you know, to, to, to keep, you know, ideas going. So I, I hit people up as well just to, you know, get ideas sometimes too. The funniest one to me that you've done, and this is this is me being a high school football player, was when you did the high school football. <laughs> how high school football players act? Yeah, that, I I was I was shocked myself. I didn't even think they was gonna let me do that, man. But my coaches and you know my high school coaches was so into it, and I was just like, oh yeah, that, I, it's no way I can't do it. You guys were in full uniform. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my whole football uh, old jersey on and everything. That's why I killed. I was watching the video like, where do you get the helmets? <laughs> like, here's me as the, I mean, just somebody watching it, they're just laughing about it. Yeah. But, you know, comedians, we yeah. want something and we process everything in the video. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it's funny, but then you're going, wait a minute, he got a full uniform on. Where did he just go? Did they, I'm thinking, did they go to Dick's and buy a bunch of shoulder pads and helmets? <laughs> I can say I did that. I, I did a baseball one and I actually... Well, I went to go buy all the baseball stuff just for that video. That I, I probably did that one time. And, and the garbage man, when I did, I actually went to Walmart and got the the dicky um, uniform with the lime uh, shirt. Yeah. Um, and my friend, he actually gave me like the jacket that he, you know, that, that he worked for, and that made it like complete, man. And it was crazy. Like some of these videos, I'd be like, y'all, shit, y'all gonna let me do this shit? Cause uh, y'all get in trouble. That shit ain't on me, man. <laughs> you yeah. know. <laughs> So, and they'd be like, yeah, man, go ahead. I'd be like, all right, cool, you know, so. Yeah, I done did a few. I did FedEx. I did uh, the garbage truck, man. Uh, I did the band from my high school. Yeah. I did the coach at my high school. I did uh, the mailman. And it was crazy because, like, as soon as I did, like, the uh, the first one, 
it was like the, the other people like from different jobs started hitting me up. It was like, hey, I work for I work for the the, uh, the mail people. I work for FedEx, so you can use mine. I'm like, all right, okay. I Lady, can't wait. I can't wait to do it. Uh, Let me <laughs> use the uniform and, and truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but we'll tape we'll tape up the numbers like on a truck. Like we'll get a, a big sheet of paper and tape the uh-huh. numbers up. So you know they don't see none of the numbers. So if they wanted to investigate, uh, they don't know what it, they don't know who truck it is. Your videos aren't like, um, how can I say it? They're not like, you're not attacking a certain company. You're yeah. basically taking the simplicities of uh, a mail truck driver or a football coach. Yeah. And you're not putting them down. You're nah. saying, this is the reality. This is what it's really like. For this sure. is how we really see a FedEx driver, how we really <laughs> see uh, a football player. And then, and then I even saw you on a, wasn't you a, you did something with the Falcons for the draft? Yeah. I uh, introduced the first uh, draft pick, the cornerback we got, A.J. Terrell. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm um, starting to be a brand ambassador for the Atlanta Falcons. So that's what I've been doing lately. I got something coming up, what I got to do with them on Monday um, that I have to do that, you know, quote, unquote, I'm going to be, uh, they're going to introduce me in this team meeting. I would say, and it's going to surprise the players. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's good. So this it's, will already it's, be. This will already be out there. Good. Yeah. Oh, kind of like. <laughs> no, this. This. We'll make sure we hold this till after Monday. I promise yeah, you, Desi. Yeah, I'm not going to mess sure. you up. <laughs> so just know we pre-recorded this, <laughs> and we're going to hold it till Tuesday. So, so the Falcons be surprised. So you're kind of doing what uh what Will Ferrell did with the Seahawks. Yeah. How he surprised yeah. him on the Zoom meeting. Yeah. 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 And are you a diehard Atlanta Falcons fan? Diehard. They hurt Your whole me every life? time. Yeah. Nah, man. dude. I'm, Dizzy, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan. I don't want to hear <laughs> no complaints about going to the playoffs, bro. <laughs> but but listen, man. I'm saying I, I'm still stuck on the Super Bowl three years ago. I'm still stuck on that. We was up what twenty eight to three in halftime. Yeah. It's no way. It's and no way. Nah. Tom thought the game was over. You should have saw him on the sideline. He was done. He's made a comment. He was like, "This okay? We're not done." <laughs> We're not done. You could yeah, that that Super Bowl. You could feel that momentum shift. Oh, you man, can, I mean, I'm watching crazy. on TV like, oh, they they go, they about to win this. As soon as they scored two touchdowns in a row, I was like, they're they're gonna come back. <laughs> they're gonna come back. You know? No, yeah, exactly. It was it was crazy. I, man, the city was sad. It was so sad, dog. Like everybody got quiet. Like everybody was ready to go turn up. Man, that look at look, nobody Falcons won, won the Super Bowl. That would have been the turnip of turnips. Oh not, my god! Nothing against Miami, New York, or any other uh, city, but Atlanta winning oh, a Super Bowl. Oh my god! The first ever. Jesus Christ! Oh my god! Jesus. Oh have y'all, my god! Y'all you won the Super Bowl. No, nah, we lost twice to San Francisco. Uh, uh, listen, same heartbreaking fashion. Now, granted, we weren't up twenty-eight-three, and this is probably. I don't even know if you was born yet. What year were you, was you born? 93. Yeah, you weren't even born when we were the Super Bowl, Desi. I'm gone your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear no complaints. <laughs> we were the Super Bowl in 89, and, and Joe Montana got us at the end of the game. Threw a touchdown to John Taylor with like 30 seconds left. I was like, I can't believe this just happened. And I was, I was young. I think I was yeah. in junior high. Now, how did the Falcons reach out to you? To be a, a, a what'd you call it, a brand ambassador? Yeah, we actually, uh, we reached out last year, you know, but they kind of slacked on it because the season was going so bad and they was like, nah, 
it's no no point to use them, you know, this year. And then I just started doing a lot of other things with like the NFL. You know, I was I was being a part of the Pro Bowl. Like in my videos was connect. Like you know, I was doing a lot of sports videos. So yeah. like the NFL saw that a lot of NFL players was was like following me and just like repeating the stuff that I was saying. And I had this um this saying called to the apartments. You know, some people were saying like you know to the house or to the crib, but I had switched it up and I was just saying like to the apartments, you know, just, just being like another house up, you know, when I when you go score a touchdown. Yeah. It kept going viral and like a lot of people in the NFL, man, they start like reposting my videos, you know, things like that. And then my, my um, they, I think they end up reaching up, reaching out and we end up um, doing some stuff with them on, uh, at the NFL network. Ever since then, you know, we just had that connection with the NFL and I, they just started hitting me up and just allowed me to be a part of different things you know the last thing i went to they invited me to the super bowl so that was like my first super bowl which was crazy you, you know, went to the super bowl yeah it was because of the nfl the falcons the nfl it was because of the nfl and what were you doing at the super bowl chilling just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to come down chill <laughs> i was one of the hosts for the pro bowl you know being one of the influencers out there you know just to get the people hyped up you know because mm. You know, it was Pro Bowl. It'd just be, you know, people watching the, the, the players and whatnot. But I was like, you know, one of the comic reliefs for it. And it was, it was really great. It was, it was a good experience. When you was doing the Pro you're talking about during the game or the week prior? The week prior. Not the game, but the week. Oh. You know, when they go through the drills, the Pro Bowl drills and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I was, I was there. Because the Pro yeah. Bowl is something you could have you been the sideline reporter and, <laughs> and you could have did stuff during the game because nobody takes that game serious. No, no, no. I mean, nah. you could have been, you could have dressed up as a referee. For sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's just probably, I mean, that's what they're going to have to get to now because the ratings are just dropping and the it's, guys aren't taking it serious. I always said, I don't know why the Pro Bowl ever left Hawaii. That was stupid. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That, that's a free vacation. For, for sure. Dudes. Yeah, they can't wait to do that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. why would you? I'm not, I mean, this is nothing against Orlando. And then it rained. It rained when I was there. It rained. So it was like a... During the Pro Bowl? Really, yes. I think it's funny because you are mid-20s, like, living a life that um, you've kind of created yourself that you didn't see coming. Nah, I It's didn't. literally, it's like the, you always hear about the American dream. It's like it's your version because you're such a sports fan. And, you know, even as us just talking right now, the energy just kind of shifted when we started talking about the Falcons and Bengals. And <laughs> I can feel it through the video camera. And I was like, damn, this dude's really a sports fan. And the fact that you're telling me, you know, yo, I started, I played high school. Uh, I played football growing up. I played in college and it was my dream. I realized, okay. That's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But I like to make people laugh. Yeah. Let me transition that. And yeah. now you're telling me I'm at the Pro Bowl and Super Bowl. It's it's just almost mind-boggling to think. I mean, do you ever stop and think, man, how did, I mean, four years ago? I would never thought this would happen. No. Uh, it, like, it, and, you know, with sports being a part of my background, it just it just goes to show, man, like, I'm a spiritual person where, like, your gifts and talents will take you. You know, it's like God knew I'm, I was always, you know, wanted to be a part of sports. And he like, he, he still kept me in in the sports world. You ever look at God and be like, yo, God, why, why couldn't you give me like 4-2 speed? For sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there right now. I'll be in the league right now. You ever look at God and be like, yo, I mean, we cool, but dang, dude. Come on. <laughs> I'm a good too, God. <laughs> 
No, for sure, so, man. I got a little sidetrack, and that's why. That's really. Would you say the the what? What's the character? The come to the apartments. Apartments. No A. Just apartments, right? Yeah, apartment to the apartments. To the apartments. What's yeah, that the, character called? That, that's the hood character. That's the hood dude. He got a name? Not really. Not really. <laughs> nah, he's just so, a dude. Okay, he, explain he, to he people. My, he, he my boy. He he he. He was going. He, he was up, bro. He he bro. Yeah. He big dog. He big bro. He. He, he everything that you want to call, you know. <laughs> All right. Explain to people that might not be familiar what we're talking about when we when when Desi Banks says uh, we at the we at the apartments, take it back to the apartments or he at the apartments. Mm-hmm. Explain to people what we're talking about and how that came about. Apartments is a place where I would say a lot of people in the lower class done they done came out of that situation. So when I'm Saying that, I'm talking to the players that's that's been through that, you know, and and for them to be in a place where they done chased their dream and 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 got to that point, you know, that's why when I say it, they understand, you know, they right. understand like, yeah, it's to the apartment. That's you know, I I came from that, you know, what I'm saying so. I always try to do it from that level of you know inspiring people on on, on that side, you know, and and then just really just coming up with a new saying. You know, outside because it used to be. I mean, people still say, you know, to the crib, you know, stuff like that. But you know, I just to the house, like, yeah, to the to house, to the crib, yeah, to the apartments. But, but what about the apartments, though? You know, what about the people in the apartments? You know, so you was you was on Inst- was this this started on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, you was on Instagram. Yeah, and you just came up with this character that we never see. He's always just talking, right? He, yeah, he's just an announcer. That, that character is just an announcer for sports, and he's putting everything. In his in his words, you know, like uh, his spin move might oh well, he just killed him, you know. Uh, his uh, his catch might be like you know, oh give me that, you know. It, it just might be different from like a you know oh he mossed him or everything is just different, you know. A fight that I may actually see like between like football players, like I did one when it was between like a Georgia and a Georgia Tech player, but I added like a real life situation with that where like I probably got in a fight with my cousin. And like what my mom was saying, like, uh-uh, don't be doing that. Y'all in here breaking my shit. Now I'm going to whoop both of y'all asses. And then they, we, they, it might be some shit where they breaking shit up. And then the cousin may be talking like, see, yeah, I told you, this ain't what you want. This ain't what you But it be like real life situations with people that went through that, you know, it's just relating to those people. So when they see it, they be like, oh, this is hilarious. Like, yeah, this happened in my household. I try to bring that real life into it, that real life. man. I try to touch people on that level. You know, I so don't want to, you know. So basically, you have a character on Instagram who lives at the uh, lives in the apartments. Apartments. <laughs> I found I sound so white. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I that, that's probably home, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> that was the whitest I've heard myself ever sound, Desi. Thank you. I said, so basically, you have a character on Instagram who doesn't have a name. We never see, mm. but comments on everything around him. Yeah. Would you say yeah. that's accurate? That's that's parlay. Everybody <laughs> that's parlay. Know. That's Every- what I was, that was what I was trying to get. Parlay. Everybody want to know who parlay is. Nobody Everybody. ever seen parlay. Nobody ever seen parlay but me. <laughs> parlay lives in the apartments. Yeah, in the apartment. Yeah, with a, in the- with a little girl, hey, baby, mom. 
Little girl, baby mama. Okay, so so let's backtrack. Let's go for the white people that's never seen Desi Banks. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna break this down slow. Desi has a character called Parlay yeah, on Parlay. Instagram. Yeah. Hysterical. Yeah. You never see Parlay. No. You hear Parlay talking. You hear people talking to Parlay on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. But we never see him. But we know he lives in the apartments, a.k.a. apartments. For sure. And he will break down anything going on in the world in the only way Parlay can. Yeah. And it, you know what it reminds me of? When I, saw, when I first saw you on Instagram and doing the Parlay stuff, do you remember... Um, Tool time with Tim Allen? No. Uh, uh, Come no, on, no. Desi. Okay. There's a, <laughs> we're going to generational gap here. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> okay. If I see it, if I see it, I, yeah, I probably. Tool time was one of the biggest shows on TV when you were born. Okay. Okay. That long ago. Okay. He had a guy on Tool Time, his next door neighbor, he'd always go talk to him and he would give Tim Allen sound advice on life. Like Tim Allen would freak out about what his wife was doing or his kids was doing. Uh -huh. And this guy would be on the other side of the fence and you'd only see his eyes right here. Okay. And the fence would cut his face off. And yeah. it was hysterical on the show because he was giving great advice and he was so cool with it, but you never saw him. So this guy was on this TV show for eight, nine years and nobody ever knew who he was. You never knew who he was. And I remember he passed away a couple of years ago. When he died, that's the first time I saw a picture of him. I was like, oh, that's the guy from Tool Time? I never knew. Yeah. <laughs> but when the first time I saw you do Parlay, I was like, oh, it's kind of a, a hood version yeah. of, in yeah. a different way, that guy. Parlay gives advice the only way Parlay can. I'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> now... I also see like you being a sports fan, you're now you're like cool with a lot of NFL guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am. That's that's a great thing. It's Do you remember so the first time an NFL guy like reached out to you or NBA guy reached out as a fan? Odell Beckham. Yeah, Odell. I was gonna yeah. say that's like your fan fan. Yeah, Odell Odell was like the first one who like really start like supporting my work, you know, maybe reposting it in his story. And it's like ever since he did it, you know, I got his contact. Then Todd Gurley was like second. But that's you know, a Georgia guy. That's an Atlanta guy yeah, too, right? Yeah, and he just came to the Falcons. So I think we might have a, a pretty good year, you know, this year with, you know, him being on the squad. So um, I can smell the Super Bowl a little bit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Parlay talking or are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> now, Parlay, Parlay at the pot, man. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. think the Falcons go to the Super Bowl this year? <laughs> I mean, don't you think that uh, uh, your team is going as well? Listen, man, I'm not going to ever take away hope from an NFL fan. you hey, got to have faith. We have to. You know, sometimes my faith, man, it do, it do be up and down sometimes, man. It's like you give a person chance of the chance of the chance, man, but they just keep doing the same old thing. And it's like, Jesus, why am I keeping giving these people these chances? Like, Lord. And the Lord you, telling you, like, are you I talking about Matt? You talking about the Falcons or Matt Ryan right now? <laughs> Who are you talking about? It's, it sounds like a Matt Ryan dig. I know you listen, Desi. I know you positive, and you ain't trying to get people. Uh, <laughs> and you, you probably gonna see him on nah, the on the on the Zoom call. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I, I what I think we need, man. To be honest, I, we need that swag back. You know, we yeah. haven't had that swag since since Vic, since Mike Vick left. 
Mm-hmm. It ain't been the same since Vic left, man. It, it's like when we had him, man, it was like, dog. I've, I've said this numerous times. Like I've been to, I think I've been just about every NFL stadium other than I think Kansas City and Green Bay are two I've never been to. Uh-huh. But uh, the Falcons, it, it's a club. And the middle of the day on Sunday, it's a nightclub. Yeah. And I've never seen, I've never seen so many black fans at a game. Like it is, it is Chocolate <laughs> City times 20. Listen, if you go like, for example, if you go to a, a, I'm from Cincinnati. If you go to a Bengals game, if you see black people at the game, you think they're with a player. You <laughs> for, think who, for sure. who, 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 who's she dating? Whose mother is that? Who I've co- seen it. Who caused Who is right. he related to? Listen, I've seen it. I've seen people literally ask or say like, oh, she got to be with she got to be with somebody on the team. I was like, why? Because if you let me say something, if you see a pretty black girl at a Cincinnati Bengals game, you assume she's with the player or coach. You most assume. Definitely. I could I could most definitely agree with that. Not you Atlanta. Know. Nah, you know, you're going to see your, your, your whole family there. You know, your auntie going to call you. She over there in Section B, row 15. Your, 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 your pops over there and <laughs> everybody you just got, everywhere. People you, you know went to school with. You see your high school principal. You see you see everybody. Your co-worker there. Yep. You going to see a girl that worked at Magic City in 97? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, didn't, you, didn't you get my uncle a lap dance? Yeah. At his yeah. bachelor party? <laughs> yep. And especially when the Saints, when we play the Saints, that's like the, the, the crazy South game. That's like, yeah. oh, man. No, okay. Now, I will wicked. say that whole division, uh, as far as like New Orleans and Atlanta especially, I've been to a Saints game. Now, that... That's just live. <laughs> yeah. But that's 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 just New Orleans. Or that's yeah. Cajun. That's yeah. just they just live. Because yeah. they I saw the one and I put it on my Instagram. I went to a game a couple years ago. The Saints are playing the Eagles. And they played that song. I think it's an HBCU song where it's dun 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 Yo, Desi, this white dude and this white girl stood up and started dancing. It looked like they went to FAMU. I looked over. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, in step, had their beers. But I was like, oh, so this ain't a white and black thing. They just partying in New Orleans. Out of stadiums, I would say New Orleans is probably the livest. Just for, for an sure. average game. Yes. Um, Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta's a club, though. Atlanta ain't, ain't nothing to mess with at all. Atlanta is, they would support when we win it, man. It's like once we start losing, the fans just, they just go. But if we start winning, you'll see them again. I would put it like this. Atlanta, you go to Atlanta Falcons game, it looks like everyone has W-2s. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everyone here is, should be here legally. You go to a Saints game, you're like, what is going on here? For sure. Yeah, they got that hard there's, fans, man. There's a lot of people getting paid cash only. Yeah. 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 And then I'll say this, the loudest, the loudest stadium I've ever been to is Seattle. Oh, okay. Have you ever been to a game there? No, I, I've never been to a Seattle game. Oh, Desi. I Crazy. couldn't. I went to a game and I was in a suite and I couldn't hear the person next to me talking. Oh, that's crazy. It was that loud. I was like, yo. And then f- we're in Seattle where the, the suites are, 
you know, you can look down. It just sure. looks like there's so much craziness going on in the stands. Like you can feel a move. But they, you know, they built that stadium to hold the sound in. Yeah, yeah, that's they're, crazy. They're yeah. smarter than everybody else. That's a nice city, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll like Seattle. I mean, okay. you, you, I mean you're, you're doing stand-up now, but uh, like me, I think I've been doing it so long. I've been to every major city yeah. in yeah. the country. Yeah. Um, you know, like any city, once you're traveling, you take, uh, you take like your spots – uh, when you get there, you're like, okay, yeah. I like, I remember this restaurant or or this yeah. nightclub or I remember this part of town. You probably really haven't cracked the Northwest that much yet, have you? Nah, nah, not yet, not yet. I've been majority down south, majority of the time. Um, I've been to Denver. Uh, I've been to Phoenix. Um, Those are two great cities too. Yeah, that's about it. Is that the improvs honest. you're doing when you go there? Yeah, the improvs. Yep, the improvs. Now, when no, when I did you're the, doing- I did the stand up live in Phoenix. I'll stand up live, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you mm-hmm. doing like a one-nighters? Are you doing like a Wednesday? Or are you doing the whole weekend yet? No, I haven't got to weekends just yet. I just been doing one-nighters. Like I sell out one show, and I just add them. I just add them like like that. Yeah. You know? So I've, I've been majority doing the week. I just got offered a weekend show in July in Mississippi. I get you know it's a new club. Chuckles. It's Chuckles. Yeah, Chuckles. I'm gonna be there last week of June. Okay. I got offered yeah. that too. People are going yeah. back on the road finally. Yeah. Zanies. Zanies gave me a weekend, matter of fact. That was my first weekend. Oh, in Nashville? Nashville? Yeah, they gave me a weekend and it, and it went re- uh, pretty good. So, yeah. yeah, that was cool. Yeah. But yeah. That's I, a hot yeah. room, man. And, yeah. and listen, I am not, don't yeah. take this the wrong way, Dizzy. I am not at all minimizing your talent. But there's some clubs in this country that you go to and yeah. you leave there. And I, you almost, you almost, as a veteran comic, you want to call the younger comics and be like, look, uh, that's one of them clubs that give you a false sense of security because they <laughs> laugh at everything. The Columbus yeah. Funny Bone, they yeah. laugh at everything. Yeah. Um, Zanies in Nashville, they laugh at everything. I've seen it's comics crazy. leave there like, yeah, I'm like this. Yo, that, something about those rooms. Yeah, it's crazy. That, off the top it's- of my head, Columbus Funny Bone. Zanies in Nashville. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another room where you're just like, yo, they laugh at everything. Charlotte. I think Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah, the yeah. comedy zone. Oh my god. Oh, but you know, they, also, it's the way they're built. Like yeah. Charlotte, it, the room's so small and the ceilings are low. Yeah. So the laughs just stay there. They just it's reverberate. You, you know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, God, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you are like this. I'm ready for my special. <laughs> Like, we should have filmed it tonight. <laughs> until, you, until you go to another city and you feel like, okay, this joke just hit at this club. Crazy, yeah. but why y'all not laughing at the same thing? <laughs> but it's like I always say, like, um, I always tell comics, too. I was like, you're never as good as your best set and you're never yeah. as bad as your worst set. I was talking to Kev last week about that, and we was talking about bombing. And, mm-hmm. you know, every every comics, you're going to bomb. It's gonna, you're going to hit a flat audience. Mm-hmm. But the bombs make the best stories five For years sure. later. Not yeah. that night, but years later, the bombs are the best stories. Yeah, like, the best. <laughs> I remember. Oh my god, man! This I mean, I was in the Bahamas, bro. <laughs> well, okay. Before you even get into that, let me just say, <laughs> the Bahamas they laugh slower. It's a slower pace of life. So Listen, I already know what you're going. Go ahead. <laughs> dog, I was up there. You know, Sam a set. You know, I get on. I'm. You know, da da da. And you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm trying to say my first joke. Dog, I don't know if I was too southern. I kept going, I kept saying my jokes. 
And dog, I just started to see, I was crunching. I was like, I'm not gonna fall. I just started seeing people walking out, bro. Was you last? And yes. Okay. And I was like, what's going on? I've never been through this, so I didn't know what to do at the time, but to keep going, yeah. you know? But, you know, starting off, I was so into like, you know, I'm just gonna focus on my set. You know, I'm just gonna finish it, you mm -hmm. know? And maybe like 10 people walked out and people started talking to on my set. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm crunching, dog, I'm crunching. And I came to a point, I was like, all right, yeah, that's my time. And so, yeah. like, and somebody said, about time. And I was, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yo! Somebody in the audience? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. About time. And what was like really, like, what like really hit me, maybe like two or three people came up to me after the show. You know, after the show, you try to get your pictures and stuff, da da da. So I was yeah. trying to see if I still had like some supporters or whatnot, you know? And, uh, you know, people was leaving. I probably had like two or three people that stayed and was like, uh, hey, man, you know, don't worry about it. Just keep, you know, keep going. And one dude was like, dog, <laughs> you sounded so scripted up there, you know? And I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. And my, but my, my, I was like, dang, in my mind, I'm like, did I even do this stand up? Is this like really for me, man? Like, uh, you know, nah, that's, the, that's what helps you grow. <laughs> and like I said, now we're laughing about it. Yeah, I was you, like, everybody, Jesus. everybody goes through. And you know, when you said they were walking out, I was like, if you're last, and I, I was talking about this with other comics, I go, comics, we know there's a lot more that goes into a show than just everybody go up there and rip. I mean, if the show don't start on time, so let's say a show's supposed to start at eight o'clock, and it didn't, it did, right? Yeah. So you got some people that get there at seven. Yeah, they get there when the doors open. They're excited for, for sure. the show. Yeah. So they're sitting there at eight. If the show don't start till eight thirty, let's say, so now you got people that are kind of restless already. Yeah. So the first couple comics, they're gonna be probably dying because okay, the show's going good, everything. By the time the last guy gets up there, and this is not a knock to you, don't take it wrong. If it's like an ensemble show, when there's not like a headliner where everybody just came to see that dude, like a Kevin or a Chappelle yeah. or a Rock mm -hmm. or something yeah. like that, I go if it's just an basically an ensemble and you're the biggest of the ensemble and you're going last. You know, they're this, you got people there just to see the show. Yeah. So they're just excited for the show, so they're tired. That host was being an asshole. Was it, it was it. taking up all the time? Oh, my God, man. You know, he knew I was from social media, and it's like he was trying to prove a point or something. Was he was, uh, was he a U.S. comic or a Bahama no, comic? he was Bahamas comic. So it's, oh. it's like we coming into their house. And he was, I'm talking about, like, the last comedian had just came, and he just, he got back on and probably did, like, an extra 20 minutes. And I'm like, and it's, it's already late. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, come on, man. This is crazy. Like, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And The more you do this and the more you'll grow, you'll you'll figure out how to get through that. Yeah. Um, where, like you said, you were scripted. You were probably like, I'm just going to do these jokes. Yeah. Where yeah. the more you do it, Desi, you'll get up there and you'll address the host. Mm -hmm. Not attack him, you'll address him. Mm -hmm. You know, you, it's something simple. Like, damn, he just told all the jokes I was about to tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, something simple. Where the, uh, you acknowledge that they're tired. And, they, you know, acknowledge that they're tired. Yeah. You know, acknowledge, like, damn, you guys, are, I'm tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That just comes with that. I've, I've had that happen to me. And, and, it's funny because 
That's why I think we're getting to a point where a lot of headliners, they bring their own openers. They they bring the host, opener, and everything because of things you just said. That reason mm-hmm. is when you got people that you trust you're on the road with, you mm-hmm. know they're looking out for your best interest. Mm-hmm. And they want to see you shine. Where if some people, they... I mean, it's sad, but they don't want that to happen. They want to they want to leave the show going, I was the funniest. For sure. And everything else. But what, what a lot of young comics don't realize is um, if you go long and if you leave that night going, I was the funniest and the headliner struggled and stuff, that, that headliner is not going to want to work with you again. Exactly. That's not cool at all. You know? Yeah. yeah. That, They're really still, not. Yeah. No. And I, I said I couldn't wait. Once I got good, I said, I hope he see this shit. I hope you see me killing these fucking stages, you motherfucker. What year was that in the Bahamas? That was the beginning. That was the beginning stages. Oh, right, the beginning. But I think a lot of that is, uh, like I said, a lot of old school comics, and I don't want, I hate to say I'm old school, but I've been around for a while, Uh is there's a bit of, I don't know, animosity towards the internet guys. And I think it's going away, I think now. I think in the beginning, when the YouTube guys and the Instagram guys and the Vine guys were getting work and making money on the road, because, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how funny you are. It's can you put asses in the seats? For can sure. you sell tickets? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the quote unquote old school comics was like, man, these young, young, young dudes and girls, they didn't have to grind. They didn't have to stay at shitty hotels and, yeah. you know, do these shitty one nighters. I go, but you guys are grinding. Your grind's different. Yeah. You're just grinding from the house. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because you can easily just sit around and be like, I'm good. I don't need to do no videos no more. Yeah. You know? But the fact that, I mean, that's a, that keeps you young. That keeps you sharp. That creative process of, of you coming up with these videos as simple as they seem. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's your grind. It, it is. And I still feel like, you know, being a, a stand-up comedian, you know, we still have to, to go into y'all's world. Like, we, we have to go to open mics to work out jokes. You know, we have mm-hmm. to do these things. We have to still go into, you You know, you all grind some type of ways, you know, to work those jokes out. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. can't. And I, like at first, like I, I said, I wasn't doing open mics at first. You know, I thought I was, able, I was just going to be able to just, you know, go up and just start doing jokes. But then I realized, okay, I got to really go work these jokes out. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I, I took the craft like serious. Like, and, you know, like I said, I'm a student of it. So I, I did my research on, you know, what I had to do to like, you know, to become like a, a, a good comic, you know, when it become, you know, being on stage and stuff like that. So I still respect you all trying because that's that's something totally it, it's it's different. And I feel like, you know, social media, it, it's, it's, it's really good. It's something that's going to build, you know, it'll build your foundation. But it's like, OK, all right. If, if it was to crash, you know, or if something was to happen, you know what would be next for you or, you know, how would your name, you know, live on, you know, outside of that? You know, because mm-hmm. I look at, I, I mean, shit, I'm like, y'all, stand-up is not going nowhere. You know? Never. Those, those comedy clubs not going nowhere. You know nope. what I'm saying? So, yeah, for the rest of your life. Hell yeah. And, and you know, I, it's only a few um, social media comedians that's actually doing it. You know, yeah. it's, not, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. My podcast isn't here to throw people under the nah, bus and nah, things like nah, that. Nah, nah. My thing is, most of the the internet guys, it was funny, the first the first couple I came in contact with was like really cocky. I was like, yeah, whoa. Yeah. But then ever since then, everybody I've met, like Jess Hilarious, Ryan Davis, yourself, mm-hmm. the Hudson Brothers, I would say off the top of my head, those are the ones that I know and I've worked with. 
Yeah. They've all just been, everybody been so cool and, and just like, um, you could tell they want it. Like you could, I, when I met you, I could tell you wanted it. When I yeah. met Jess, when I met Ryan, uh, for the right reasons. But then when I met you on, in, in Dallas, New Year's Eve, yeah. uh, you can just tell you guys just like, you're looking I, at us. I was excited to see you, Gary. I want you to know that, man. I was like, Nick, I'm on the show with Gary, dog. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the good thing about it is, you know, the show's New Year's Eve. So December 30th, 31st. But yeah. they, I sit down with my agent and I sit down with um, the promoter uh, back in like September. Uh-huh. And they give me a list of like, let's say 20 comics. Let's get a quote unquote internet guy. Cause I, I, I had Ryan Davis and he did uh-huh. great. And then I was like, well, okay, let's, let's get an internet guy. So they sent me a list of like 10 internet guys. And <laughs> I was like this, I'm going through it. And then they kept saying, look at Dizzy Banks, look at Dizzy Banks. I go, okay. So I wasn't familiar until last September. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw your stuff, I said, okay, I said, he, he does stand up too? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's doing good. He's doing, you know, they, they was telling me you were doing the one-nighters at the clubs yeah, mm-hmm. and stuff. So I do my due diligence. I call the clubs and the managers and I start asking. They go, yeah, he's good. He's good. And that's, yeah. that's how you got on the show New Year's Eve. And that's how oh, we no. met. That's, that's good you know to hear. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Really The club managers are vouching for you as well as the promoter. Nice. You know? Because yeah. I ain't gonna lie. There'd be some that be like, you don't want to deal with that. <laughs> you don't want to deal with that do you remember when you first started like making money off the internet were you like whoa there's money to be made here for sure and that was that was like the the biggest thing it was like okay if i don't want to work no more you know how can i bring in, in, in income so i felt like at the time i was getting shows like people was hitting me up about like hey can you come do a, a comedy show you know, here, there, you know, so before I even started, I was getting no emails, but I was like, you know, I was pushing to the side. I was like, man, I ain't trying to do no stand up for real. I ain't trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, nah, I'm good. But then it came to a point. I'm like, okay, now I need some money. My ex lady was like, okay, you need to do something because if you ain't going to do that, you're going to. You said <laughs> you your ex lady. <laughs> hold on. Let's rewind that. You said your ex lady. <laughs> you talking about a woman trying to crush your dreams. <laughs> That's what it just sound like. My ex lady's like, you got to get a job. Yeah, ain't no money man. in this social media, and, and, and that pressure was coming too. And I'm like, geez, I'm like, God, what should I do, man? Like, and God, I was just hearing stand up. I was just hearing it so much, you know. Um, and I got into acting class. What really made me stop, like for real, um, as well. Uh, when I got into acting class, I ended up booking a, 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 a film called Love by Chance, man. And I was working at Smoothie King at the time, and it. Uh, it took me international. It was an international field. So I was like in Africa for like 11 days. Oh, you were filming? Yeah, I was in Africa. For, I, oh, movie. wow. Yeah. Um, so. What part of I, Africa? South Africa in Johannesburg. You yeah, you can't just say I went to Africa and then move on. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what was that like? That's a story in itself. Not, oh, I mean, there's not a lot of people that just book their Duh. first film and go to South Africa. Dog, like, so yeah, we we filmed some of the parts here and some of the parts um, was filmed in Africa. So, you know, I get over there and, you know, I tell my, my people, I was working at Smoothie King at the time. I was like, yeah, I'm going to Africa for this movie that I was in because the premiere was over there as well. And I was like, uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm just over there for 11 days and I'll let you know when I'm coming back. And I was like, okay, cool, you know, congratulations. This the ex-girl you're talking about? No, that, no I'm, this is my job. I'm talking about my job. Oh, Smoothie King. Yeah, yeah Smoothie hold, King. Hold on. Stop, yeah, stop, stop. Let's just stop for a minute. <laughs> so, you're working at Smoothie King. 
and you go to your Smoothie King manager yeah. and say, yeah, I just booked a movie. I'm going to South Africa for about two weeks, and I'll, yeah. I'll hit you when I get back. Did the manager be like, this? I've heard it's, of some lies. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> until I showed them pictures and stuff, you know, I got over there, and uh, I was, you know, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, dog, like, man, I'm in Africa for a movie. I was how like, old are you? I was 24. 24. 24 years old. 24 or 25. Yeah, 24, 25. I'm over there. I'm like, dog, there's no way that I'm about to go back and make smoothies. You know? <laughs> and, <laughs> like an epiphany hit you? Dog, I Look, said, man, it's I'm no not way. here. The goddamn put me here to make smoothies, man. That's not my purpose. The Lord gave me a purpose, and it's not to make smoothies. <laughs> dog. It was not to make no smoothies. So time came to an end. I was coming back home. And my manager, he was hitting me up. He's like, hey, man, uh, when you come back to work? I'm like, bro. I said that I was lying. I was like, man, I got a few auditions and stuff. I got to do for these other movies, man. So my time is like really short right now. Because <laughs> I didn't want to just like tell him I wasn't coming back. I could not, at the time, I, I couldn't really say it. But like every time he called, I just kept coming up with excuses. And I just kept calling excuse that then eventually they saw it. It was like, oh, oh, this is what you're doing. And they told me, yeah, bring my uniform back. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you making any were you making any money on social media or YouTube at this time? Um, no, man. You basically just stopped working at Smoothie King. It was like, uh, okay, I gotta have some income coming in. Yeah, and that's when I start like I, I started YouTube though. I did start YouTube. I started hmm. YouTube and I started um put like different productions out. I, I came up with a short film that I did. And just create like longer different skits on YouTube. And then yeah. once I start to see, like, I may be probably my first shit was probably like nine hundred dollars. I was like, oh, okay. From YouTube? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, this is pretty cool. I'm like, That's okay, for the this, month, right? YouTube yeah, pays monthly. Month. Yeah, yeah, it's for the month. I'm like, nine hundred dollars. I'm like, okay, this it's okay, you know. Yeah. And I start telling me, I said, yeah, I got some bill money now for you. You know what I'm saying? I could I can help you with these bills and you know, I can help you with some stuff right now. Yeah. And, you know, I it's like crazy. All my money that I was making was really just going to like the bills. I was feeling like really bad. I'm like, man, this is this is not cool, man. I'm sick of this. And she's not happy about this. She don't really care about this shit, you know. And I just felt like my money was getting taken. I'm like, man, you know, I'm, I'm I just kept grinding on a YouTube. I kept grinding on the YouTube like really, really hard, you know, the social media. And the, the income started going up more, even more, mm -hmm. you know. And I was at a place where, okay, I I was able to be on my, I was ready to be on my own. You know, it was already yeah. depressing at the time anyway, because I was so forced to to start making money as soon as possible, you know, that it ended up opening up for me, like I said. And then, like, okay, it came to, okay, YouTube money, was, I was like, okay, it's okay. And I, you know, I, but it ain't, it's not what I need. If I want to get my own spot and if I, I want to do these things, I got to do something that's going to help me. So that's when I start taking, I got to just stand up. Because so I'm you're like, hold on. You were living at home this whole time? Yeah. Back with your mom? No, I was actually, it's sad to say, but I was actually staying with my ex-girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend? Yeah, I was Oh, so that's why she was mad. She wants some help with the bills. Yeah, dad. Uh, okay, but, okay. I take it yeah. back. She's she's not as evil as I thought. <laughs> no, no. I thought I thought 
This is what I thought, Desi. I thought you were living at home with your mom. But, you got a girlfriend, and she's trying to regulate on your dream. I'm like, no, you don't no, have no right it, it, to it regulate. Was that. <laughs> it, it was It was that. You know, it, you know it, but it was like every dime that I got, it went to her. And it was like, I, she still wasn't like really believing in like my goals like that. Uh-huh. She didn't really, she didn't come, like she didn't really want to come to my show. She didn't really think yeah. it could really even happen for me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, but she probably feel, never saw it. No. I hate that. I just did a commencement speech and I, I said, I'm not going to be the one to say you can do everything you want to do in life because mm-hmm. you can't. Mm-hmm. I go, the, the key to life is to find your passion. For sure. And chase your passion. Because when I met my wife years ago, um, I, she told me, you know, do you have a plan B? And I was like, there ain't, there's no plan B. I'm going to be a stand-up. Exactly. And I was like, and I told her, I looked at her face. I said, I'll make it. I'll make it. Her dating guys in LA and meeting guys in LA, in LA, every, and I don't know how it is in Atlanta, but in LA, everybody's got like two, three hustles. Yeah. If they don't have, have a real hustle. Yeah. And I told her, I said, I don't have no money right now. I got nothing. I had an S10 pickup with a crack in the windshield. I said, but if you stick with me, I said, I'll make it. I know I'm funny. I will make it. I don't know how. And she said she had never met a dude that just didn't blink when he was talking about his stand-up. I was just like, I'll make it. People don't, if they, if they don't see that, it, 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 I, they'll never get it. They'll for never sure. get it. And then it's just in you. It came to a point, like, like when it started to happen for me, like I was doing shows and other problems was coming, like, you know, oh, you don't have time for me. Or, you know, and, you know, or, you know, it just was, it was just so much, bro. And I'm just like, you know, she was not happy with where she was at. So, like, her words was coming on me, you know, and I'm trying to, like, support her and everything. I'm trying to fix every problem. But it's like, you know, once I fixed every problem, more other problems came. It's like, okay, I just can't be perfect with you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? So it came to a point, it got so depressing on me, man. It was really, really bad. You know, I wanted things to work out. But when it came to a point, it's like when a person who used to, you know, be the high art in in the house, you know, become the low end. It's like now, I ain't gonna say like, I didn't need you anymore. Cause like even mm-hmm. time like I, I I still did my part like no matter what I I didn't never have my hand I I was always like if I did get some money from I always pay it back you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. or I would go cut a grass or I go help my uncle to to help you know with my bills or whatnot I, I didn't have much you know yeah. but I I did my part it sounds like you were always um if you didn't have income you were finding a way to get income whether it be I, cut I, grass yeah, I always found a way I, I always found a way you know I, Make a I just didn't want to go get a job and that's the thing she wanted me to go get a job I don't want to get a job I want to do this like well, said, it, it is, no it is a job you yeah, can't, it's a job yeah. Yeah. when you're saying I don't want to get a job I mean you're working but yeah. that's the thing people that aren't happy with their job I'll put it that way mm-hmm. they always try to make people that are happy with their job feel guilty about it for sure so like your job yeah. Your, uh, basically, your job, Desi, is to entertain people. Whether exactly. that's uh, being a stand-up, whether it's your YouTube videos, Instagram, mm-hmm. your job, and you're getting paid to do it, exactly. is to entertain people, make people laugh and smile. That's yeah. your job. Yeah. And I, I hate it when people be like, that ain't no real job, or they make you feel guilty about enjoying your job. Exactly. Like, that's exactly. not a hard day's work. I go, yeah, not to me, but I like my job. Exactly. I like going to work. Exactly. 
Exactly. Like, I'm going stir crazy with this lockdown. I want to get back on stage. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like Jesus Christ. There's so much yeah. I want to talk about. But exactly. yeah. I, yeah. I, well, yeah. Now, now you got a new girl who's yeah. clearly supportive of your dream. <laughs> major. Yeah, major. And, you know, May, and I, I knew her back in 2015. You know, we was always friends. We actually went to college together. But, you know, we re-clicked. It was crazy. We re-clicked at a show that I did um, at Georgia State. You know, that's how we, re, you know, we reconnected or whatnot. You know, she was always a supporter, a fan way before, you know, we reconnected again. You know, so that was amazing. And she's, I don't have to ask her to come to a show. I don't have to, you know, ask her to, to help me with a video or help me record something or. She'll just do it? Know. She just do it because she like it. Yeah. She's, a, she's a fan of comedy. Like, she loves comedy. Is she trying to get in front of the camera? Or no, she's cool she just no, she, no, she don't want to get it. No, she don't want to get in front of the camera. Yeah, you know? that's. She well, that's like, good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, she don't. You don't want a fans only page. <laughs> just fucking. <laughs> I'm like this. Hey, man, we in a pandemic, baby. <laughs> you look real good in that video we put out a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, man. She don't just laugh at me. She laughs at other comics, man. Like she loves comedy, man. She work hard herself, you know. She in school. She in medical school, medical school right now at um, Mercer University. So yeah, yeah she yeah. So nice. she's yeah she's she's chasing her dream as well. So she understands. You know you yeah. you know if you believe in it, you can you can achieve it. So and you guys just uh, had a kid, right? Yeah. Yep. How old? He's two weeks. Two weeks. He I just, still just new. Two weeks yesterday. Yeah. Little hey, that's guy. new. New. Yeah, man. Little guy. He's a little guy. Was you uh? Was you in the delivery room? Actually, I wasn't, and that's you know that's the kind of the sad part. Of this, oh, because of the, the COVID. COVID. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm. And she actually yeah. got tested, but the results didn't come back quick enough. But it was a doctor that was there was trying to fight for me to you know to come in. He was like, man, just let him come in. You know, yeah. she was having a she had a C section. You know, yeah. so it was gonna be like really quick anyway. She ended up calling me. I was th- I was there throughout all the other processes, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But when it came time to, uh, to get the baby out, I wasn't able to go in. But it's like soon as she went in, and she might have probably called me on Facetime like ten minutes, like ten mm-hmm. minutes ago. It was so quick. She, she, you know, she's sitting on the phone crying. I'm like, what's going on? And I might have looked, and she's like, the baby. Right? I'm like, whoa, oh. you know. It was- <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, like, that's crazy. And oh, like, she FaceTimed as she was delivering? Yeah, yeah she's, she FaceTimed me while they was cutting her up, you know. Wow. Yeah, it was that's crazy. strong and, meds. Yeah, epidural, whatever they call it. Epidural? Old, long, yeah, long needle. Yeah. That, that they shot her in the back and that numbed her whole, that paralyzed her legs for like a few hours. Yeah. And um, she hung up the phone and maybe like three minutes later, right, this was crazy. Um, I get a knock at the door. They was like, hey, come on, see your baby, right? I'm like, damn. So I'm thinking the baby's still downstairs. So, <laughs> and I'm thinking I'm about to go downstairs. So, this little crazy. My, my son was sitting right there on the side, like right there by the door. So, I'm like, yeah, let's go see the baby. I looked at that baby, and I'm thinking my baby's still downstairs. And they was like, yeah, here got your baby right here. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> You was about to be an absentee father from day one. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. Oh, that, no, I want that one. No, I want the one upstairs. I don't want that's. I don't want that baby. <laughs> Newborns are funny, man. Because uh, I always, I always yeah. tell people, man, don't post a picture until the baby's like a week or two old. Because all newborns look like aliens. They do. Because they, they sw- do. I remember my son had the biggest nutsack I ever seen in my life, and I go, holy shit. 
huge. For sure. <laughs> don't do this, Desi. I don't know if you've done it or not. And tell your girl, don't do this. Don't post this. Don't do this as your baby gets older and stuff. You send them baby pictures. Don't be like, isn't this the cutest baby you've ever seen? Because if somebody has their own kid, they're like, no. Motherfucker, my baby's the cutest baby I ever seen. Exactly. If I say yes, yes, that sees my baby ain't ain't attractive. Exactly. Just say, I have a cute baby or I love my baby. When people say that, like, isn't this the cutest baby you've ever seen? I'm like, no, my baby's the cutest baby I ever saw. (laughs) (laughs) Then they start critiquing your baby. Exactly. Look at his nose. Why his nose look like... Right. Ooh, he definitely got Desi nose. <laughs> but yeah, he's getting darker. Like, yeah, he's he's becoming looking like me now. Like, first he came out white as him. Now he's dark. He's dark, dog. Like, he's getting Isn't dark. that crazy? Yeah, it's About crazy. black babies? It's crazy, it's like, They'll come out real light and then yeah. real dark. Yeah. Like, damn. Like, yeah. It's almost it's like when my, my wife, when she lays out, by the pool and she'll come in and she'll like pull her tan line down. She has, she'll be like, Gary, look how dark I got. And I was like, you was already dark. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, it never looks like she tan. It looks like her regular skin tone's the same and the, yeah. the bikini line is lighter. I can't explain it. It's like, you look the same black. It just looks like you're lighter black where your bikini line was. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's such an interesting thing. Like white people, you could tell. Yeah. Like we take our uh, white girl takes her bikini thing down. You're like this. Okay, that that's your weight regular whiteness. Now I can see the tan, but that's white white. Yeah. Black people is always funny. So I'm like, it, it looks like you're the same black. It just looks like you're lighter black. <laughs> it's a bikini line. If that sounds right, I don't know. <laughs> no, for sure. No, for that's sure. That's always yeah. looking at my wife. Okay, so I don't want to keep you all day. I really appreciate you coming on. But listen, I always ask my guests this, every guest. And granted, you haven't. You've been in what? You've been in one film? I've been in Love by Chance and I was in Little. I was in Little with Issa Rae. Uh, the one in oh, the Yeah, I was in okay. that. I was the, uh, the Postmates guy in that. So, that's right. I apologize. Yeah. I mm-hmm. apologize for that. No, uh, I said, cool. well, shout out to Will Packer. We had Will yeah. on a couple weeks ago. Nice. Um, nice. So if you could work with any actor, your j- dream role, who would mm-hmm. it be? Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can see you saying that. And it's and crazy. Then, I, I auditioned for the, the, the Coming to America. Oh, the two? Too. Yeah. It's going to happen for you, man. I can, yeah. you know, just by talking to you and knowing you the way I do and then actually seeing you do stand-up on yeah. my New Year's Eve show, um, I didn't watch a ton, but enough to hear the crowd and yeah. see your stage presence. I mean, it's just a matter of time. It's just a numbers game. I mean, you're going to have a few more Bahamas shows. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, that's yeah, going to <laughs> But just I, when, I, it, I, when it happens I, again, Desi, just address it. Just address it. Gotcha. Like this, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, time. <laughs> that's funny. They was walking out. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know but, what to I'm like, should I get off? Should I keep going? Should I, In my yeah. mind, I'm like, man, just finish. Just yeah. don't lose yourself. Just finish. And I finished, man, but it probably it started off probably 150 people in there. And once the sh- I got off, it was probably 40 people. Yeah. <laughs> it happens, man. That's a, yeah. that's a, I'll tell you that, though. That's a way better story than, yeah, I went to the Bahamas and had a good show. Great. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story. The, yeah. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah, I always tell people the, the, what I want to happen with my podcast is I want in five years for people to come back and be like, dang, it happened. So I've tried to put out the universe. So Desi Banks, 
would love to work with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Dream role. Sure. That's yeah. it. So yeah. I hope it happens for you one day, man. Well, look, yeah, man, I want to keep you long. I know you got a two-week-old baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that yeah as a sure. dad, you you have nothing to do. <laughs> is she is she breastfeeding? Yeah. Is she so breastfeeding? You, yeah, you have nothing to do, bro. He loves he love titties. He's, yeah, uh, that's he good. Just... <laughs> <laughs> he's a sucker, man. <laughs> he's a sucker. <laughs> Well, yeah, man. You call my son yeah. a sucker? Yeah, yeah, he's a sucker, man. He love, he love black women. He love For black sure. titties. For sure. And also, but, man, man, these shows, man, if you ever need any, you know, let me start it off for you again, man. I'd love to be a part of your shows as well. Yeah, hey, listen, next time I come to Atlanta, um, I'm going to hit you up. I want to do a, let's let's okay. do a, a sketch. For sure. Let's Most just definitely. come up with something, yeah, man. let's do it. Let's do it. I'm with you. know it. what I mean? I love I'm watching your, nothing wrong with the other ones, but your sports ones are the best to me. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm a sports fan. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh yeah, and I, and I guess I'll talk to you when the when the season starts and I'll Oh yeah. I'll, oh yeah. Talk to Did we Bingles, play all this year? Nah. We played okay. it two years ago, every four years. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we got you a couple years ago when um, yeah. AJ Green caught the pass at the very yeah. end. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I was going nuts that game. Yeah. I was at I that remember. game. I was going nuts. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I had to get security to escort me out because I was talking too much smack <laughs> over there. I had a big Bengals robe on. <laughs> I got this bathrobe a fan gave me. It's a huge can, Cincinnati Bengals. I can oh, actually see you in that. That's yeah. my that's my Ric Flair robe, I call it. All right, yeah. man. Well look, I appreciate you coming on. Um best of luck in the future and I'll I'll see you on the road whenever this thing gets over with this pandemic. Thanks, man. Right, man. I, pre I appreciate the opportunity. All right, man. Thanks, Desi. Bye.